Anna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, coming all the way f- with to us from Ireland, this is Geraldine... Morkins. Uh, Mo- Morkins? That's it, Morkins. Morkins Byrne. 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 Sorry, I knew I'd mess I something up. <laughs> no, I absolutely should have given you a heads up on how to pronounce that. It's it's not uh, it's not common for Americans in particular. But uh, yes, it's Geraldine Morkins Byrne. The Morkins is Belgian and the Byrne is Irish. Oh. So would you like to introduce yourself to my snoops and sleuths? Yeah, well, I am Geraldine Morkins Byrne. I think we've established that. Um, <laughs> I am a writer from Dublin in Ireland. Um, I'm 52. I live with my husband, my elderly parents, and my two absolutely wonderful boys. And I have been a poet for most of my life. And then at the ripe old age of like 50, 52, decided I have always wanted to write mystery books. So I decided I would take the plunge and write. And that brings me here. So would you like to tell us about your books a little bit? Uh, well, the first book I published is uh, the body count or the body politic, and that introduces my main character and her world. And she's, of course, from Dublin. She's a Dubliner, and she's uh, she works in PR, and her, her life is very much parties and glamour and she has a political client and she she tends to do the high end of society and politics and everything's going great and she starts up her own company and then her main client who is the minister for justice is found dead at his desk and her world unravels so she has to try and find new clients and she has to evade a ruthless murderer and she's embroiled with some very strange policemen and it is very much it's played for humor and uh, it's a light-hearted fun read but uh, Caroline uh, Caroline goes from a very cynical point of view she she improves a lot as, as, as she experiences things and so, that's sorry. No, please go on. No, just that's book one. In book two, I'm actually writing at the moment. I'm in the editing and rewriting stage, and it's due out very shortly. And that's called the Body Count, and it deals with the bike, the banking crisis. So the books are set. The first book is set in 2010, as Ireland came out of a huge boom called the Celtic Tiger. And oh my God, we were flahulok. That's the Irish word for like just wild and generous with money and everything. Everything was fabulous. And then we had the recession that hit globally and everything changed overnight. And then in the second book, it's 2012 and it's dealing with like the banking crisis. And a lot of there was a lot of scandal about banks at the time. And she still has her little characters from the first book popping up and they're still there but she deals with a whole new kind of set of problems and another murder and so on and that's coming out uh, we hope in November. Oh how exciting so is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Well I worked in advertising and I had I did my postgraduate in advertising and media studies and uh, while I never really worked in PR per se I had a lot of friends who did so I used a lot of their kind of experiences and and attitudes and so on. Oh 
that's great that you had so much material to draw from. Absolutely. Years of listening to scandal and gossip. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'm not saying any of the things in the book are true, but they might be based loosely on stories, you know. That you, but yeah, you pick up, it's, it's just, it's really the world I live in. You know what I mean? Obviously, I don't have a glamorous lifestyle of parties and political uh, bosses and things, but I live in that Dublin. You know, it's it's what I'm I'm... I'm familiar with the streets she walks on. I'm familiar with the pubs she goes into and the restaurants she eats in. And it's it's the attitude of Dubliners towards all these things. That's my world. And that, you know, that's what I draw on for it. But she she's slightly cynical and but her heart's in the right place. And, you know, it's it's that kind of, of person I'm used to in Dublin. I know them. So in that respect, yeah, I draw a lot on the people around me for that. Oh, that must be nice. With me, I chose to go with a completely different angle from how I live. I'm a city girl and I chose to make my character a rancher. <laughs> that, yeah, well, your book's so like, and they have the mythic kind of element and you have the, the, the you know, the, the elves and the, the, the different kind of mythical creatures. So I assume you, you love mythology and you love oh, that. Oh, I am such a mythology nerd. Uh, Oh, well, one I am thing, too, so. One thing I love with writing my books is delving into any culture's mythology to see what kind of character I can build into my world. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I like love I'm working mythology. on book three right now and I added a character from India, India Indian <laughs> mythology, uh, Anaga which is kind of like a mermaid, but it's half human, half snake. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and do you have fun then in your books, like kind of like describing these characters? And Yeah, that, that's one of the most fun parts of it is describing. Yeah. It's like, how do I take this creature and bring it to life as best I can? <laughs> well, Absolutely. Well, I have a, an honest politician in my book, so I have a mythical creature too, you know, <laughs> possibly even more mythical. <laughs> so while we're talking about our writing, do you have any advice for those who want to write or even write cozy specifically? Um, I would say, I mean, I would say what I write is it's more a classic whodunit and it fits into the cozy genre. And I think a lot of people, they, they're very rigid about what a cozy is and what it should be and like tick the, the, the boxes. And that's fine. Like, I mean, there's lots of great fun reads out there that are like that. But I would say to people, write the story. The, you, you know, if you're going to sit down and write, you have a story to tell. Don't worry too much about like, does it tick all these boxes and rigidly fit into this category? Because in a way, all those categories are invented by Amazon. You know, it's like <laughs> you have to be a, like genre, subgenre, you know, category, keyword. Like if you have it in you and you want to write a, a story, sit down at the computer, sit down with a piece of paper, write the story you would like to read. I'll guarantee you there are other people out there who would like to read it, too. 
there's a story and a, and a, and a type of story for everybody. But you, you, you know, people get tied up about the, the genre, write it. You have to have a story to like before you can sell anything, you have to have the story. So just sit down, and get it out there. Absolutely. That I agree 100% with that because, well, like we were talking about with my book, I would not say it ticks all the cozy mystery boxes, yeah. mainly because, wait, all of a sudden, it's not strictly human that we're dealing with, and but it does tick most of the boxes. <laughs> Oh yeah, well I think I I prefer to see something different and more imaginative. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's there's so many of them. Um, have you read one? You've read the next one. They're all so similar, and there's a comfort in that. And I like I sometimes love to read that. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that, but there has to be room for the more unusual stories and for there to be a different slant and a different like look at things. I, I, I love to read something that I'm not expecting to read and go, oh, like I didn't know about that world. I didn't know that. I, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that. And I think there's there's a huge amount of readers out there who love that. They love just to be taken somewhere different. And, you know, if there's a mystery or a murder, preferably, <laughs> I'm bloodthirsty, you know, give me at least at least one murder and then maybe a second or third murder if we, you know, as we go. And I'm happy. I'll read anything that's well written. <laughs> I think all mystery authors are maybe just a little bloodthirsty. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I grew up on Agatha Christie. I read Agatha Christie like when I was a kid. And all the, the golden era writers and my best friend did as well. We used to plan like the perfect murder. We used to say if we sat down to murder somebody, we have enough research done. <laughs> you know, there is no way you'd catch us. I think all mystery writers, definitely we have. A, we wouldn't do it probably because we're nice people. But, you know, don't push us too far. There are probably exceptions. <laughs> you know, yeah. If we did decide to go dark. <laughs> Well, we would be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, one time I was talking with my friend about a plot element that I was planning for my third book. And she looks at me and goes like, how do you sleep at night knowing what you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she just looked me square in the eye like, yep. <laughs> I don't know whether to be in awe of you or afraid of you. <laughs> absolutely well my poor husband has to sleep in the same bed as me I mean no man I like literally I've asked him questions that he would just turn and look at me and go really really and I'm like I'm just wondering like how would you kill somebody with a no no I don't want to hear it it's too... <laughs> so he's very brave he really is but uh absolutely and the thing is I think there's something about I mean I think people love a good you know, murder and, like, and and the cozy genre in particular, where you're not talking serial killers and you're not talking like gore, but you are talking, you, it, it's a way of looking at the, the whole idea and making it a little less frightening. You know, you can, you can, you, you can enjoy the mystery element and the sleuthing element and the, you know, the humor or the, you know, the, all of these things without having to feel scared while you're doing it. 
And I think that's why, like, if you look back to, like, even to Agatha Christie, people loved that. They loved being able to enjoy, like, a good, gruesome murder. But it wasn't really scary or frightening. It, there, there were, and there was always an element where, the like, the murderer will get punished. They'll get caught. It'll be solved. And that's comforting, you know. So I think it's a way of being able to look at these, these issues without, like, being terrified. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? Oh, I, my favorite character is Caroline because she's flawed and she is cynical and she's self-serving. And then it'll be she'll see that the right thing to do and she'll do it. But she'll nearly be, oh, God, I have to do this. Like she's 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 very human. But all of my readers, we had a poll at my book launch and everyone who'd read the book voted for Paula. And Paula is Caroline's best friend. And Paula is actually based on my sister-in-law. And my sister-in-law is one of the nicest people you'd ever meet in your life. And everybody just loved Paula. She was just lovely, lovely character. And I'm like, OK, you all prefer her. But what about poor little Caroline over here? Like, she's flawed, but she she's good. She's good. And she solves the crime. But like she everyone prefers Paula. Everyone loves her. So. <laughs> oh, like if, I'm actually curious if I did a poll, what people who people would pick up my books oh do it do it it is it is actually eye-opening you know what I mean people like people will go for a character you might not have thought like was particularly you know a major feature and like I have to say Paula is featuring a lot more even in the second book because like I realize that people really respond to her but it's really interesting <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that now yeah because that just sounds like it would be so much fun to find out. Absolutely. Well, I and think ask we, them why. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, ask, ask them why as well. That's a good question too. And I think we've already tapped on this question a little bit, but has, what author has most influenced your writing? Oh, it, I mean, it's. It, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it has to be Agatha Christie. I would not put myself in the category, like I'm not saying I write like Agatha Christie, but she, I loved those books growing up. I really did. And um, I mean, all of the greats in that area, like I mean, Dorothy uh, Sayers and Marjorie Allingham and this, they're all brilliant. And I love that whole I love the way they wrote and I love the characters that they wrote um yeah it really would be I have to say they would be my my major roots would be in that I'm actually new to Agatha Christie and the golden era detective writers but I've actually come to enjoy um oh her name just went right off the top of my head uh, Mary Roberts Reinhardt oh I have I don't think I've actually read hers um the circular staircase is one of my favorites of hers purely for the opening line which is this is a tale of how a woman from the city uh lost her mind deserted her domestic gods and took a house in the country for the summer that's yeah 
I'd read that. That that, that, that that would be enough. I'm there. I'm buying that book. I read it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> one of my favorite books. The um on on Kindle as well, they have an entire range of really old books. The ones that fell out of publication, lesser known writers and so on. Um, British Crime Library, I think, is the public publishers, but they're easily found on Kindle if you if you you Google British Golden Era writing or whatever, but there there's some really good ones out there that sort of slipped through the net. You know, you don't hear about them very often, but uh, they're well worth a read. There's some some cracking stories out there, and some of them are dated, and you know, the, you, the, some of them are quite dry. I think as well by today's standards, but a lot of them could have been written yesterday. You know, they're absolutely cracking reads. So there's there's a lot out there. Absolutely. Oh, and I will definitely have to check that out. And so who would you have read now if you hadn't read Christie and those? What got you into writing? Um, believe it or not, Tolkien and oh C.S. Lewis got me into writing in the first place. I started well, with sci-fi and fantasy and then moved into steampunk, which is such a fun challenge for any mm. writer to try which is mixing the victorian era with sci-fi i love steampunk i love the aesthetic absolutely yeah. love it and then i moved into kind of experimenting with like a 1920s steampunk i mean it's Ooh. not quite what you'd call diesel punk but it's that's a whole nother yeah conversation for a whole nother time <laughs> Oh, no, that's lovely, because Tolkien's is my husband's favourite author, bar none, and I grew up reading the C.S. Lewis books, but they're huge in Irish, obviously, in Ireland, because he he was from Belfast. We would see him as very much one of our own kind of uh, writers, and uh, I loved all the Narnian stories, and they were, they were huge. Yeah, I, I love the Narnia stories. I tried reading his sci-fi, and couldn't quite get into it but yeah no I uh, for me it was always the the line the witch the wardrobe all of those they were the that's what I suppose I, I associate with him yeah and it was it's just funny because when I first started writing everyone was like oh so you want to be the next uh JK Rowling because around that time Harry oh, Potter that's... was coming out I would actually cringe a little inside and I'm like no I actually would like to be a modern C.S. Lewis but <laughs> yeah no I would agree with you <laughs> it's a better thing to aspire to <laughs> definitely oh so outside of writing what hobbies do you have um I until recently, I was working full time. I am in the. We had a family business, and we uh, it was a music shop, music business, and I am semi retired from that. So I have recently, I've started making uh, cards and jewelry and quite artistic things, which I had never really done before, and I've become obsessed with making things from recycled elements, and uh, I make jewelry from old vintage broken jewelry 
and old vintage costume jewelry and I make stitch markers for knitting because I knit and I crochet and I sort of started making my own stitch markers and now I sell them and I make handmade cards and things. I make just sort of little, they're little notiony things, but I make a lot of stuff and a lot of it is from recycled bits and pieces. Oh, how fun. I, yeah. I knit and crochet too. I, I also did a needle felting for a while. Oh, I've only ever done that once. And it was a <laughs> marathon session to help someone finish a dress. And I think I think that's my career in needle felting was that one 12 hour session. Oh, but goodness. I love knitting and crochet. I started off with crochet and then I kind of got to grips at knitting there a little while ago. I used to knit when I was a kid, but I just felt completely out of the habit and I found it very hard to pick up again. So I crocheted. And then suddenly after like two or three years of crocheting, I tried knitting again and it clicked. So now I do both kind of 50-50. Uh, isn't it so much fun and, well, sometimes relaxing when you don't drop a stitch? <laughs> yeah, it's relaxing till you're counting stitches and someone goes, Mommy, can I have you for, no, go away. <laughs> like, I love my children, but they know they know not to come near me when I have knitting in my hand. It's like they approach with care. <laughs> I know I love it it's and it's so like I first so for me like it's the idea that you can take wool and you know you produce something wearable or giftable at the end of it you know it's it's an achievement tangible achievement in your life I love it yeah it's so much fun so how can my snips and sleuths follow you well if they my I have a website called celebratingwords.com and it incorporates like my author kind of news and stuff, as well as I also do. Um, I write ceremonies for people um, and I write a lot of poetic things for people. So all of that is on celebratingwords.com. Um, and they can find me on Kindle. I have an author page there as well. And again, you just if they put in Geraldine Morkins, uh, they'll get me. I'll be sure to include the links in the show's notes. That would be great. I have a Facebook page as well. Again, it's Geraldine Morgan's. It's like <laughs> literally just put that in there. There's only one of me. You'll find me. <laughs> oh, that's usually good when it's only one person out there with your name that they can find you. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Geraldine Byrne, you'll find a few of them here in Ireland. But uh, Morkins is my mother's family name and it's uh, Belgian. My mother's uh, father was from Belgium. So that that makes it a little easier to find me among the people. (laughs) Oh, I've had so much fun chatting with you. I can't believe we're already at the last question. Oh, no, it's flown by. That's flown by. Thank you so much for having me on, by the way. It's been so much fun. I'm so glad you've had fun. Anyway... Uh, what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, probably that I write by the seat of my pants. I don't do the planning and the, you know, the, the, I have a, a general structure. And then, so I might have an idea where I'm going with something that my characters are doing, or even is a character going to be good or bad? And then I will just completely 
change course as like if I go, oh, no, wait, 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 I'm on a roll. You know, sometimes I don't know. My husband says, what well, even I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth next. And sometimes I'd say my characters would probably say that I don't know what I'm going to write next. They don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so it, it works, you know, it all comes together in the end. But um, I'd say that would be the main complaint. <laughs> Lack of planning. <laughs> I I absolutely hear you on that because with my second book that recently got released when I was writing it I had no idea who the killer was gonna be yep and it's like we get through it I my characters are all like okay I know the clues I know where it's pointing this one over here did it all of a sudden this other character over here during edits steps in yeah like king of the world and it's like i did it and you're like wait what <laughs> that's yeah at the the end of the book i'm currently writing uh the body count um i do a little kind of riff on the you know the, you know that classic mystery thing of the detective gathers everyone together and you know goes through who did what and you know solves the crime and it's a sort of a, a humorous kind of little riff on that um, but as I was writing it, the wrong person turned out to be the murderer. Wasn't the person I had planned. And literally, as I was writing it, I wrote the words and went, "Oh, oh, so he did it." Well, that, that actually makes sense. And I was like, "Really should have planned it," because now I have to go back and edit, and I am changing things to make it, you know, to fix little inconsistencies because this is the person who did it that wasn't meant to be the person who did it you know so I have to change a few things along the way but yeah I didn't have a clue till I rewrote it or or till I wrote that ending it's like oh my god oh right okay (laughs) oh don't we love our characters (laughs) oh yeah well I suppose if they don't have a life of their own we're doing something wrong (laughs) but I wish they'd have a little less (laughs) yes it's like, I'm glad you have a mind of your own, kind of, but can yeah. you listen to me a little bit? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like, like I, I wanted you to be independent, but not this independent. <laughs> but don't walk off with the story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's kind of good because I, I created quite a nasty person and now I get to use him in book three. It's like, hmm. <laughs> He, he survived to fight another day. <laughs> oh, but I'll get him in the end. <laughs> that's I'm always determined. good, and that's always the best thing about cozies. The bad guy is, always gets caught in the end. That's it. Absolutely. I've been reading some fabulous crime fiction recently, and we have some fabulous female crime writers here in Ireland. And very serious, like very, very like atmospheric, creepy thriller books. Fabulous. And I have to say, though, there is something comforting about returning to the murder mystery that, that, you know, where, you know, it's going to be okay. They're going to get that person. They're going to pay for their crimes. And I I love stepping back into that and going, okay. Well, I have had so much fun chatting with you. It's been so much fun. It really has. Yeah, thank you. And again, thank you so much for having me on. This has been lovely.
I'm glad we could make it work. Oh, absolutely. And that, well, it's three o'clock your time. It's, it's about, um, it's half 10 here on a Sunday evening. So that's good, quite good timing. Yeah. And I'm sure you're probably tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a night owl now. I'll, I'll sit down and have a cup of tea and watch a bit of TV and chat to people for a little while. And then I'll go to bed. <laughs> Well, Snips and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons Regina, Cozy Cub, Dower Bear, and Patty Paul for their contributions in keeping the show commercial-free and growing. If you'd like to be like my patrons, or like my fellow podcasters, The Cozy Cub and Dower Bear, join me on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecozysleuth. Or if you want to hear some great cozy mysteries read by local actors, Check out the Cozy Rats Maze on wherever you find your local podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at The Cozy Sleuth, and you can find me on Instagram at The Cozy Sleuth. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.